and welcome back everyone hope you had a good break to get some snacks and stretch all your appendages um but where we left off at the uh sweet justice along with Terran van the guild leader of the order of iberus were looking into some of the uh papers and effects that were found in the recently cracked open safe so as i had mentioned you have this cipher um, ciphered ledger as well as a cipher in the notebook which helped you kind of fix figure out some of the other uh, the ledger's cipher thanks to that notebook but as you're sort of looking through um, you're lining up transactions with like finders fees and this mercenary company with a particular symbol next to it in the notebook which matches matches what's in the ledger um, and like large amounts of gold um, kind of coming in, and then there's one line item that's just just a key. A very peculiar looking key. Um, Does the as key well. look familiar to me? And I'll roll like a, Make like a history to Bryn. Check. Make a history check? Okay. Mm -hmm. You're well read. Can I use, can I use my other, that was, I had a floating inspiration, this would be my last inspiration. Can yep. I use that on this? Mm -hmm. inspirations failed me history if you tell 12? me the dice roll i can know the dice roll and give you bend of luck but i can't know if it will be a pass or fail for okay, i rolled a, a two and an eight so i'm, I'm taking the eight do you think an eight? i don't know if that's what? a pass but i can give you one like a plus one through four depending on what i rolled do you think yeah that's worth it or do it you might it might it? be worth it yeah What's your okay, current total? I'll do with my thing again then. Bryn's roll. It's 12. 12 is current total. Okay. So you're at 12. Okay, so then. Mm. Plus one. Fuck this die. Okay, we're going with a new one next time. <laughs> I, Joe, have an idea. Bun Bun thinks she knows it, but I'm curious if Bryn would know it because I'm basing it on some kind of meta knowledge. It's kind of like crudely drawn, but. Not really popping. Any um, ideas in your head? Anyone else is welcome to run it to roll a history mm. roll. Something about this key, it's like uh, I right. can't get it out of my mind. Yeah, I'll roll a history roll. Why not? I'll give it a shot. Oh, nat 20, baby. Uh, 14. Which becomes a 19. <laughs> 16. Okay. <clears throat> so with the 14, Vin, you're like, yeah, it's, it's a weird looking key. Um, Valken. You're kind of looking at it. Mm, not you may have seen it before. You're not entirely certain. Ron, you've definitely seen this before, and it has been in um, when Bryn had her nose in some of those books while you were trying to research um, very things, very things in the library. Nuts are also including the uh, kingdom known as Salon, or when you were looking into. Um, their agents and stuff like that. And as you're sort of all collectively looking at this and sort of gathering your collective memory, um, so where Vantis, there's sort of, um, you know, they have their own crest, um, which is the- uh, Show the map, show the map. The hippogriff. Um, and then you have Ram Crown, who is a, like a ram's horns with a crown above it. Um, for Salon, they have a key and I will move the map over so you all can see it at home that's how I 
new because I, I drew the map. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time drawing <laughs> keys. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, Oops. Bryn, this is the, the key uh, for the Solong Kingdom. Oh, okay. With this knowledge, uh, Bryn is going to start looking through the notebook in the ledger. I want to find proof that he sent it was is in so okay so we were sent to talk to lord cook and then lord cook and then the baron was there it's like all connected oh okay britain's having her like charlie moment she's like look oh it's all connected look at this and this over here and i'm just trying to like figure out if like he was in on it and that's why he sent us there and he's been working with the baron all along and thus maybe i can find more information in a notebook on the baron and what his plans are I'm about three weeks ahead of where we're at right now in my brain. So I apologize, DM, just sort of. Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as you're looking through and the reason, you know, the key is that you've read that um, each of those individual nations sort of had um, their own sort of kind of a mantra or something associated with their kingdom, where for Salon, it was magic is key. So they made a key. Ron will also note that there's the little symbols on these contracts. So as you sort of start to like cross-reference those, the, the keys have their own line items. There's no information at all. It's just a key and then a value and amount of gold. So the only ones that um, are lacking information are the ones that would be having to do with the super secret country mm -hmm. of Salon that we are not in contact with. Okay, yep. gotcha. And for Ron, as you're looking through contracts, some of these um, things correspond directly. Um, so you notice some of the, uh, like contracts with the daggers or the other various symbols, not the key are typically contracts that one, you all have, have never seen, read or heard of, but two, these are contracts that this order under the leadership in which it was founded would absolutely not take these contracts because these are contracts that are sort of, of ill repute people asking Ooh. for um, extortion, people to um, hurt people, um, even kill people. And what you've seen is that these contracts looking into the ledger match up with things like finder's fee um, and then to another specific guild. So you could easily kind of connect the so dots. So he that was sending mm -hmm. jobs to other guilds and taking a, a good chunk out of it. So technically not breaking the rules since since the Order of Iberus wasn't doing the bad jobs, but. I have a really important question. Mm -hmm. Can I find info on the job that was given in to us that sent us our very first job? Mm -hmm. And I want to know if there's any keys associated with that. So you find the original contracts that you all were given, and once you turned it back in, you're looking through the stack, and in the top right corner, there is a key. We did lead the Baron. We did. We literally led the Baron there. Guys, we are literally responsible for Ixius being taken. No, we led him we right are, to her. We are that not was responsible. the task. We didn't know. But that was the job all along. But it was not the job we signed up for. Oh, but we know now it is what we did. We have to help them. Brin, Brin. It's not our fault. We did not know. 
It's Quentin's fault. Yes, and now he is in jail. Not for this. He's lucky he is in jail, because if he were here right now, oh, I do not think he would be walking tomorrow, is all I am saying. So what do we make what? of this? Like, where yeah, do, we do we go do? from here? This is, uh, Taryn here while we're, like, going through this stuff. He's just sort of, like, looking over your shoulders, like, trying to see, like, what's going on. He doesn't understand any of the ciphers or anything. Uh, Taryn looks like Quentin has been working with other guilds, doing bad jobs, and making money. What? What do you mean? Doing bad jobs working for other guilds? Uh, well, according to these contracts, uh, like Dorshin hits, killing people, hurting people, but not using Iberus' name, but he's been working for other people, I guess. People? Yes, unfortunately. I mean, it wasn't our guild. It was another guild that would probably have done the task anyways. He was simply taking some money. It's this money. Is that how we're able to operate? I believe so. Sorry, sir. Should just close the doors now. Uh, no, no. We can fix this. We can fix this. We may have done more harm than good. We have done lots of good, though. We have saved lives. There's a woman that we helped her, and now she has a thriving bakery, one of the most popular in Falshir. We saved this man and his young child, and they are now uh, upstanding citizens in... Yes, they have their own farm. Yeah. Their own farm. We have saved all of the people near Aramore. They they would not have... Uh, the, the town would not be standing now. We destroyed the monster that was eating pretty much every village. We saved pretty much every village in the Terran region, basically, because every village in Terran region was going to end up like Ron's family, no offense Ron, and they were going to be in the dirt. And we saved all of them because we killed monster. Saved that uh, rabbit fellow and his friends. We helped them. Oh, we stopped the zombie inv invasion at the Fork Zombies? Cross. Yes, yeah. we met the lich guy. I mean, the guy. We, uh, we have, we helped uh, Meep get reunited with family. Oh, we saved the miners and uh, the mining well, company. They in were Kalshir. all surely dead. Yeah. Surely dead. Mm. Many we people have, alive. We have done much good, but we will do more good. And he sort of just like points just at the stack as he's kind of put together what you all are describing. Every innocent life is taken. And if this order had anything to do with it, it's going to weigh heavily on my soul. There is not a an amount of good that you can do to erase these such things, but 
The best we can do is try. Knowing it won't we'll be enough. Um, sir, the uh, this contract here, and I'll point out our first one. We led someone very bad to this person, Ixius, and they were taken. And I would like to rescue them. We do not have enough information. None of us have been to Salon. We don't know how to get in. If there is anything you could do to help us. To be honest, I didn't think it was a real place. Or that it even existed anymore. You know anyone that might be able to help us? But I could maybe ask around? Be something? It's the least I could do. Is there like a, a small bag of coins or chests of where he's like keeping his dirty money in the in the chest or in the in the safe? From what you see and kind of what you've gathered in the books here, even though all of like the ledger of like this dirty money um, that came in was used all of it to keep the doors open here. So he wasn't necessarily scraping off the top, if that, but using the ill-gotten means to keep the place running. So, like, you did bad things, but, like, it was to help <clears throat> us and his quote-unquote friends. I think it's admirable in ways. But at what cost? I mean, right now it looks bad, but when you didn't know, it looked pretty good. Now I do. And I feel disgusted by it. Well, do you want to rebrand the guild and start anew? It costs more money. And, well, everyone would see through it. Same guildmaster, same building, same guild members. I mean, we have a building. You have a building? I like a weapon. This is true. Where? Did, did we actually get the paperwork? No, we you didn't. left we didn't without consult. Get... You left without consulting nearly on how to illegally, legally obtain the, the mansion. <laughs> but it's something that we could easily go do. You could pursue that path if you so choose. Okay. The way you say that makes me nervous, but okay. He's saying it's up to us. Okay. Yeah. If you want to go down that path and try and, um, you know, forge that paperwork and set up a um, new guild, set up that whole thing, you certainly can. And uh, just from based on the information you have now, the person to talk to about that would be nearly. 
Um, so she can uh, find you a Saul Goodman. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> We uh, might have a building. It is. Uh, we are working on it. Um. Do you have any money? Like you personally, I mean, like so you have somewhere to stay. Because you need to get rid of this place immediately. You do not have the money for it. So how much are the monthly rent dues? Uh, I'll look for that information. How much is it? It is so based on the amount of members that were here and based on members that left, how much guild dues were, Thor the reason that Thorns became in and, and raised stuff even more. Um, for his any money that he personally has, he's probably going to be able to keep this place open, maybe a couple of months just by burning through everything he saved. You say that we did take the contract when we were in town? No, you'll have to, you mean, you'll have to go back and, and tug on that thread if you want to go through that, so. I would like to convince him to just sell this place because if there's no one here and it's just him and fucking Toby, they could find a small place to operate out of for the time being. I mean... Happy to find another place as long as it's permanent. I mean, the amount of time it would take to move everyone and everything and, and get set up somewhere else I mean, cost us just as much up front. And, and then having will... to pick up and move again would be... We have a place in mind. We'll follow up on it and let you know. Um, I appreciate it. Well, if we do this uh, Dragon Ante contract at uh, 5,000 gold is enough to help. Yeah, that bring in lots of money. Well, prestige as well. Mm, yes, yes, yes. yes. So we're going to go and do this tournament. We have already, uh, Valkan has already agreed to. We will not mention guild unless it is someone trustworthy that we think would be helpful. Then we will come back, do this job for rich people, get guild set up properly, and then I have to go hunt down the Baron. So, yes, this is order. Sounds like, um, a plan, and that's good. What's everyone else say? Yes? Good? Yeah, good plan. Well, sure. um, on your way back, come and see me, and I'll get you the details on this, um, this contract, so... Good. Very good. We'll, uh... We can stay elsewhere. We don't want to put extra burden on them, so... No, it's fine. You're more than welcome okay. to stay. Oh, okay. So we stay here. And as you're sort of like else? shuffling out, and um, Taryn kind of looks at Vin, and he kind of like is holding on to like her pamphlets, and he goes, Man, "You could make make some real money off of this. It's really good, actually." I'm trying. I'm saving up for a tattoo. 
And he just kind of looks at you and he's just like, that's nice. <laughs> you deserve it. Amazing. He's like a nice grandpa to yeah, us. Yeah, I was like, he's my grandpa. All right, so you're more than welcome to stay here and you can, you know, you've had your food from the, um, from the tavern, um, just to kind of go back on for that, for the expenses, like for just like a meal. Um, it's probably going to be like three silver a person, just like a normal modest meal and six people counting gramps as, as, uh, Valken would say. So you're looking at. 18 silver or 1.8 gold. Okay, two of those. I'll do all of it. I'll do all of it. I paid for all of it. Yeah. But they can get dinner next time if they want. Very well. So, a day goes by. The rain is beginning to clear up. And uh, it is up to you all to decide where you uh, want to go next. What's our timeline again between the tournament and the contract gig? Yeah, so for the um, for right now, the um, the tournament is on. Pull up the old calendar. Um, it is currently Undesim. The 8th and the uh, tournament is on Duo de Sim the 1st. So you all have about three weeks until it starts. And it takes two weeks to get there. Yep. And assuming you all would probably, I'm assuming you would stop back at the academy and meet up and all that. Oh, yeah. So if you're if we're looking at um let me just let me just pull up the map here because we have we have visual aids that can uh <laughs> that can help with this. Yeah, are we gonna travel with uh with them? That might be smart. I would I assume so. You don't you definitely don't have to, but you'll have to at the very least meet them somewhere before you go stomping through Ram Crown. I mean we should travel with them. She's like a lot of kids that probably need kept in line. Um, so if you all are in Tustin now, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to take you some time to get back there, which I think was like about five days or so. Actually, I think it's like four days to Shoya Lake because it's just north of of Falshir. Four days to get back to the Academy and then 14 days to get all the way to Emberholm. Um, so if it's un- Decim the second, um, and you're looking at like a 19 day total round trip. Uh, I think it might be a little less on horseback going, um, from Shoya Lake to Emberholm. If I remember correctly, I'll have to, I'll have to count on my arbitrary miles on a D&D map. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, I think you'll be cutting it close. You'll make it in time. Um, but you have essentially three weeks until this thing starts so 21 days so you might get there a day or two early if you like just went now went there and then left 
Yeah. I think we should just go. There's nothing really to do here. Ron would like to buy 20 days worth of like salted pork or dried fish or just rations, basically. To... For you or for Mimi? Well, for, for all of us. For all of us? Oh, for the trip. Yeah. Outlander so I can just like find his food wherever we go. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> Ronald That's why I was wondering if it was for Mimi. Five days just for like backup. Yep. Yep. That's why it hasn't been much of a, an issue unless unless you're in like a harsh environment where food normally can't be found or it's scarce, then you know, then would roll on, actually be able to roll on it when no one else would. Mm-hmm. Um but under normal conditions like for this you can forage. You know, I'm assuming that you that in this sort of case, like you'll be like in hopping along the way there were so many people Plus, camping when you need to we all know ron's going to fishing every chance he gets <laughs> we're going to a lake you know it mm-hmm. yeah most definitely uh so eat some fish tacos you all head out the next day um from tustin uh down to shoya lake which would be um, like four days. Um, and you can go straight there if you'd like. On horseback and... Alright. Sounds good. Gotcha. Yep. So you, um, come up to the, uh, Shoya Lake Academy, um, once again. And as you arrive, you see some of the students sort of um, collecting their belongings. There's kind of like a, a sort of a hustle and a, a bustle around as people are getting ready to, to leave and um, kind of it's sort of a big to do um, as most of these small like these kids probably um, like haven't left before or this is probably the furthest um, they've been probably in their entire um, lives to be honest. And let's see here. There you go. You know, just trying to find the right music for where y'all are going. It's important to me. <laughs> so you make your way uh, over to the Shoya Lake Academy. Um, you know, passing over these several bridges that sort of um, kind of go over the lake in different areas and make your way up to the um, academy. And there you see just a, a host of students as well as uh, Emma Drake kind of rounding everyone up, rounding everyone together. She's sort of um, directing people. Um, Roly, yes, do not forget um, all of your supplies that you need. Um, Lynn, you're going to be in charge um, for now, making sure that the younger students are taken care of. And then she kind of sees you all um, approaching. So happy to see you all. I'm glad you're here. Um, we were well, getting ready to leave very soon, so you made it just, just in time. Uh, it's good uh, to see you all. How are they... They have like a bunch of carts, or how are they? Uh, how are they traveling? Uh, they're traveling on foot. 
They are carrying their sort of things uh, on their backs. Um, they, you very well know they don't have the money for horses here, um, especially with little the ones like little ones are coming too. No, I haven't okay. got to that yet. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sir. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, we come to meet up before heading out east. So looks like you got everyone ready to go. Yes. Oh, um, here you all are. And she sort of hands you like um, some pieces of parchment that are sort of like uh, wax sealed um, and signed. Here you are. Um, we, of course, had to officially um, make you part of the academy to travel and to be admitted into Ramcrone, so I hope that wasn't um, a, a problem. Um, but here at least you'll be able to move freely as part of um, the academy and help as needed. I sort of feared that otherwise it would have been a lot difficult to sort of navigate the um, tenuous political situations. Um... And everybody's going to be, it's kind of a long way to go on, you know, without horses. Well, uh, yes, well, not everyone is coming. Of course, the, the young ones, they'll be staying here. Um, and, uh, Yexim will be watching, um, them will be in charge while I'm away. And you sort of see, um, sort of like one of the older kids probably like you know 15 16 17 um and is sort of a, a teenage uh half elf sort of like you know puff his chest up real big and kind of stand up straight you know just you know hearing like yeah i'm gonna be in charge and i get to do important things oh would it be possible to secure them horses from somewhere Both know that we don't have the money for that. Good. That is an expensive. You might that... not, but I do. Yeah, well, it would be an exorbitant cost, not one that I'd be willing for you to pay for. We're fine walking. give you an idea of kind of what this would cost, right? Um, let's see. I assume like two people to a horse, maybe. Uh, depending on the horse, um, some of the smaller kids, maybe, um, but sort of riding like all day, two people to a horse is, is pushing it. It would probably be more trouble than it would be worth. How big of a caravan are they are they running? Um one second while I do some math. Um, so it's going to be, um, Emma, 
uh, as well as um, five of the um, older like students going along to take part in the tournament. Um, you know that there are uh, four separate events. Um, you will probably have two people per event enter in, so there's a little bit of overlap. So Falcon will probably be jumping in on certain parts of that as well, kind of making up for their, their numbers. So there's going to be six of them total. Let's go on. Six, including, uh, yeah, six of them total. You know that uh, Emma's not going to compete. She's she's the, the sensei. I just think, you know, we have our horses. But I would almost rather not go ahead and have them be on foot the entire way. So if we could secure a cart from somewhere a horse and a cart yeah should be fine thanks um yeah. I mean even if I had to ride down the foul sheer and bring a cart back up I'll do it yeah, we could we could do that just so y'all know just for some DM to player knowledge like the like the 12 days it'll take is assuming on foot horse and a cart um might speed things up a little um mm -hmm. you really can't ride a cart <laughs> too terribly fast full, full of people so if you wanted to front the money for them unless you were getting them all like individual horses it's not going to make up any time you're going to have time when you get there it's more of just convenience um and it's definitely not unheard of for people to just travel on foot to be honest it's kind of a long way it'll be a long kind of trek but you could um, put their belongings on the horses though yeah. so that everybody is mm -hmm. at least able to walk comfortably yeah i mean you could do that it's just more of a convenience thing um walking isn't something that's that is uh rare especially for people traveling unless they have the money um because normally you're either going to pay um like a service to take you like between city to city if you had quite a bit of money between towns, but you're not going to find a service taking you all the way here into all the way into Ram Crown, probably. Um, so then you would run into the situation of kind of how they did it in like medieval days where you'd have to buy a horse for them and they would use the horse. And then when you come back, try to find someone to sell it to and make up as much money as you can. Just based on the distance in your going between two entire different nations. But if you want to do that, you certainly can to kind of help them out with some convenience. They weren't planning on it, but. I don't know. I just think it's a little bit strange if we're like, oh, yeah, we'll see you later as we ride off with the horses. Oh, you don't have to ride ahead. You could ride alongside them. <laughs> well, you would you would go at the same speed and get there in that 12 days time or whatnot. Right. The point of the horses was to go faster, though. Otherwise, it's whatever the party wants to do. It also means we're conserving our energy if we have to, like, fight bandits or mountain lions. Yeah. So but uh, Ron would prefer to stay and protect the children. If someone gets tired, one of the kids can ride on a horse for a while. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't mind walking. Yeah. I just and wanted just... to make sure that was all right. 
and this is one of those scenarios where like a party of people having some horses all on their own they can ride a little faster that's something that i've kind of added in homebrew a little bit um just to get go a little faster on the roads um when you start to get up to the point where you have like 10 12 people unless they all individually have horses and they're all kind of riding and it really doesn't matter too much so not that big of a deal people walk all the time but y'all can find a horse in the car if you like to yeah i think so i mean i think that just seems easiest okay well, if Ron ever runs into uh, wild horses, Ron can speak with them. Maybe help. All right. So, uh, are you looking to... I guess to... we're all going together then. Yeah. Were you going to find a horse and cart for them, or are you just going to head out? I I guess if we're going at their pace, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> no, not really. Anybody gets tired, they can hop on a horse. Mm-hmm. And Emma and these kids are probably some of the best shape because Falcon knows all they do is train. <laughs> so Falcon also knows that that's a long way to walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. All right. All right, till we travel together. Um, and Emma sort of turns around. All right, everyone, um, who will be going and representing the academy? Um, please go over uh, next to Valken and his friends. Um, Yexim, you are in charge, and I expect you, um, to not deviate from the um, lesson plans that I have laid out for you and the rest of the students. Um, you should all act just as you would if I were here. Um, this is quite a of freedom that you'll be having um, and a lot of responsibility that you all have um, but I do have faith that you all will be just as amazing and well disciplined as you are um, and it would be like I never left so I'm counting on you all and uh, wish us luck and hopefully we will return victorious um, and we will see you soon take care and see you soon. And she sort of turns around. No big parties unless you're good at hiding it. <laughs> and she like, like her eyes open, like just gives you like a, like a, a darts a glance at you, Falcon. Like, <laughs> why there's something on my face? Oh uh, no! What Valken, Master Valken means is. Do not do anything to upset Master Emma. And then just, the little kid just kind of nod. Um, mm. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Ron walks up to, was it Yexum? Mm-hmm. Uh, just stand up straight. And Ron pulls out a, a potion of healing and hands it to him. He's like, In case anyone is mortally wounded, you must give them this. Emergency only. And he's the like, door. his eyes look open and he's just like, Oh is holding sort of the crystal like bottle and seeing sort of like the ruby red sort of magical liquid just kind of ebb and flow inside of of just this potion bottle and this yeah remember emergency only and ron will explain how to use the potion and what it does thank you sir 
and you see he's like like as he's holding it he's like like holding the bottom and like cupping it and like holding it like super close almost <laughs> like he's holding like a baby and is like terrified to drop it how old is this kid 15 16 Okay. Okay, thank you. We could go now. Go. We won't let you down. Mr. Ron. You, uh, Ron believes in you. And Ron gives like a thumbs up. Mm hmm. And as, um, as you're sort of walking away and as Falcon was, you know, walking on, he goes, and we won't get caught, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Be safe. And and you all start to just walk slash um, ride uh, away and start your your travel. Um, and as you just kind of get some distance away, um, Emma's sort of walking alongside with you, Valken. She's like, she says to you, I understand they were going to do it. I mean, we did the same thing, but I'm supposed to bring it out in the open. Less I know the better, right? Yeah. You know... Now they know we know. Maybe they won't get too crazy. They knew we knew anyway. I mean, do you really think that that Sinsenkin didn't know when he left? Hmm. You got me there. And I seem to remember someone cleaning up someone else's messes because they were too sleepy or lazy to do it themselves. You know, since I did always say, make sure you get your proper rest and, uh, yeah, I, I just was uh, following what he told me. Right. Well, at least I can take comfort in knowing that they won't be as bad as you were. Let's hope not. And she just kind of like, just cracks your smile and just kind of keeps walking along. like. How many days? <laughs> um, so you all have quite a long journey ahead of you. It is about um, nine or ten days or so until you get to the border uh, with Ram Crown. Um, you will be passing going from um, Shoy Lake Academy there on the map and sort of making your way up the road to the crossroads here along this road hitting this crossroad and then heading towards the pass in the mountains here and then probably about um, day 9 into day 10 uh, you'll hit this so if there's anything that you want to do on your way there anywhere you want to stop by you're more than welcome to um, just let me know but kind of as we had mentioned before Nothing is going to happen to you on the main roads of which you're taking, um, especially in the Empire. Would I happen to know if, like, the ingredients I need for the tattoo are along this path? Um, so Vin knows that she would like a tattoo and has an idea of what it is. But in order to figure out the exact components or ingredients that you would need, you would have to do some research or talk to the person that you would want to sort of... Um, 
have this tattoo performed on you so you know someone in Isgarth. Um, since you haven't really inquired about it before, since you know you Mac know what you want, it's one of those things you might need to talk to some people, see if they can do it, see what materials you need, um, and kind of go from there. And um, what you would know though is that in this sort of circumstance, uh, they're the reason why the materials are so expensive is because it's they're difficult to either acquire or to find or there might be some element of danger uh, involved with it. So okay. sort of the high cost of the materials of when you get it, if you don't bring them in yourself, that's why they're difficult to attain. But once okay. you get an idea of what they are, then you can sort of make that um, a priority for you to figure out which ones you need to get. So um, then I would like to um, I guess, like, as we're on this path, or maybe the, it's best when we get to Salone. I don't know, like, wh whatever makes the most sense to, like, just, like, stop and send a letter to the woman that we had talked, like, spoken with. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. asking her about uh, the ingredients needed. And then um, I write in the letter, like, where I'll be uh, to uh, send correspondence back to. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, very good. Um, and let's see here. So you will send this letter. I'll just assume because you're probably going to be stopping at inns on the way. You don't want to camp the whole entire time. I'm, I'm sure. And there's plenty along the road. Um, so it's just up to you all if you want to particularly camp or not. Um, but you do send a letter over to, uh, Icegarth and, um, you send this letter over to, uh, Azora. Who was the tiefling woman that you briefly met in Isgarth? Uh, and that's when Yorlis was mad because you made him look bad because you didn't buy anything <laughs> from her the first time around. Uh, but you can send a letter over uh, to her, kind of directly inquire about that. So you can do that. Um, and it will take some amount of time to get a response. And then once you reach uh, Emberholm, then you can. Of course, see if there's any response and then we can get into that and let you know kind of what specific uh, materials are involved with that. So no, no worry there. Mm. Anything else that y'all want to do or see uh, on the way to the border? Just some fishing if we come by some water, body of water or river. I was about to say just some fishing <laughs> for Ron if we were near a water. I think if we stop at Barrowden, that's like on a lake or something. Um, so you, I think y'all mentioned you weren't going to stop directly at Barrowden just because it was going to be some extra time out of the way, but you could kind of divert around this we area could, at the top of Hammer the Lake. Back too. If it's on the way, on the way like back. if we're camping and we just happen yeah. to be by water. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it looks like we go right by the water. So um, you definitely can do that um, on the way there. And then um, I'll just have you uh, just roll me in D100. Can I? With my deflect missile skill that allows me to catch projectiles. Does that mean I'm fast enough to potentially like catch a fish with my hand or try to? As they're like swimming by. I would let you just because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> you could roll a D100, but do it with 
disadvantage, which doesn't make sense, but roll the 100 and take the lowest one. What if Vin, who is skilled in survival, assists him in like finding the fish mm-hmm. and getting them to like like come to the surface? She's like, oh, we'll sprinkle these here. Or, you know what I mean? Like if Ron she assists or, him or Ron, yeah. If someone who knows them. that, if they assist, would that help? It depends on what your intent here is. If you if if you're looking for like food specifically, then Vin's got it covered. No big deal. Uh, if you're looking to fish, just you know, in this case, we're we're having fish rolling just for fun because Ron likes to fish. <laughs> I rolled so, a 85. Oh yeah. So, um, Ron, you were able to find uh, a very large carp. Oh. Um, quite a a nice size, especially um, and if. Ron was ever interested in any like sort of like sportsman type fishing. This would be quite a catch. Um foot and a half long, maybe. Not a big fish. What's a zero zero mean on the D one hundred? One hundred. Um Falcon, are you gonna try and catch a fish with your bare hands? Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know how, how does the D one hundred work. So roll your D100. Ron, it is so easy to do. So I just one second. on my first try. One yeah. second. <laughs> so the D100, you have your D10. You should have two different D10s, right? Okay. I have, I have yeah, one that, so you have yeah, that goes up like 40, percentage? 60, double zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got that one. And then you have one that goes from like one, like zero to nine. Oh, D10. Oh, I rolled a three, maybe. It's the two spaceships. You roll them together. It's a zero, zero, and a three. That's a three. Okay. Oh, no. Brynn did not catch fish. Fish slapped her in the face and swam away. Yeah. So, if you, for example, Valkan, if you... Yeah, I think I got it. I think okay. I got it. Yeah. So, roll yeah. both of those real quick. And then uh, tell me what's on the one with the tens values first when you roll them. Okay. Uh, 50. And then um, the other one, what's on that one? Eight. So that means you would roll the 58. But now do that again and let me know twice. what the next... Now, yep, do it again and let me know what the new value is. Uh, 42. So in this case, because I'm making up disadvantage on a D100, since you're trying to catch a fish with your bare hands, um, in this case, you, you can't catch a fish with your bare hands because you've never tried it before. It's one yeah. of those things where... You know, you're fast enough and you sort of have the agility and like dexterity to do it. Um, but it's just more of an issue with like you're reaching and then you you grab where you expect the fish to be, but you're not used to this and like there's light refraction. So where the fish should be isn't where it actually is because of science. So <laughs> I'm just like uh, looking kind of cool splashing water around basically. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's the first time you've tried to catch fish with your bare hands. You know, if you if you practice, you'll get better at it. Um, But. Hmm. Oh, well, I tried. You want to if you want to continue learning how to fish and maybe try to do it with your bare hands and we can we can go more down that path and you can get better at it because that sounds like a monk thing to do. It'd be so cool. Yeah, maybe. But it's one anyway. of those on a whim things if I could, but I might, I might try to learn. Who knows? So, uh, after some fun uh, recreational uh, fishing, 
you all can make your way so you've you've spent this time so far you're about a, about halfway or so a little under in your um in your travels and as you continue around uh hammer lake um and you pass like the crossroads uh where you would normally you know if you wanted to head to barrow didn't you head south and said you continue straight ahead um and this is sort of in the area of where the um the undead began rising again um since then um there some of the armies have come in and sort of you know reclaimed their their dead the soldiers from the large battle um any of the um sort of undead like monsters that weren't people that had turned um have been either disposed of you can see large piles that had previously been burned um you might suspect that you know either side in different areas have um taken that as a bad omen of the dead rising and once things were sort of clear and you went in and helped out and cleaned things up um they may have taken those that were that had turned and um and burned them essentially either out of just caution superstition or both You clearly remember the area, and uh, there's currently uh, no other issues with any undead as you are traveling through. But you make your way through, um, and you're sort of in the foothills of the uh, Wayne Oak Mountain Range, and if you look towards the southeast, you recognize the peaks where you had traveled across, uh, met your friend Meep, um, infiltrated the sort of rundown um, port there at the top of the mountains where you overlooked and saw both armies, you know, at a standstill and where you were chased out by a group of mercenaries um, where you had used your, um, used your ever smoking bottle to help create some cover uh, to avoid this band of um, people hunting you with their various dwarves, ogres, and other uh, flying uh, creatures as well. We would entertain the kids by telling our adventures as we pass through these milestones of our, of our lives. Yeah, you're regaling them with your stories. It kind of um, gives them a little inspiration to keep moving, you know, if we're with, you know, some heroic adventurers, then we should be heroic too, and do not complain. Uh, of course, all throughout the trip, um, most of the children are sort of that, that, um, sort of mid-teenager, late-teenager age, since they're going to be in the tournament. Um, they're asking questions, you know, if they should grow up to be adventurers, kind of pestering you all and Valken just a bit, just being kind of teenagery where there's sort of like fanboying and fangirling because oh we got some really cool adventures with us but uh you do eventually um make your way to the foothills and you're traveling through and you see that there's sort of a break in where the peaks sort of come up and there's a, a um decent sized pass as you make your way through and as you approach, there is a large uh, sort of wall made of stone, large sort of heavy wooden double doors 
um, are closed ahead of you. There are large torches lit on the walls. Um, you can see siege equipment. Um, you can see a small queue of people in front of this gate. Um, being discussing, talking to various guards or whatever army here. You can see just sort of a sizable force there, almost a show of force at this gate in which you more than likely believe it to be the border crossing into Ram Crown Federation. So as you approach, um, you can see that uh, there are various different races here, dwarves, uh, some half orcs, um, some humans um, sort of discussing and talking to each individual party that are trying to make their way through the gate. Uh, most people here that are waiting appear to be traders or merchants of some sort with various wagons full of goods, um, presenting paperwork to them. Uh, and you can see that every single one as they are discussing and showing their credentials are asked to pull to the side and are being searched completely. Every bag gone through, every chest, every person and all of their effects. Does it look like they're looking for something in particular or they're just like taking security precautions? Uh, it, it looks like, like a border crossing. And especially since these two nations are at war with each other, they're probably taking extra security precautions, similar to what they're doing in the capital, uh, in Falshir to ensure that no, um, agents of the, uh, their opponents or their enemies uh, make it into Ram Crown. Question. Oh. Is it... Couldn't it be suspicious that we have some Ram Crown guns on us? You saw... Uh, you do have some of those, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, probably not as suspicious as you all having... Um, Gold feathers? Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't have one. Sweet. Uh, I get one. Mimi can eat them. And hopefully, but are I they can good? Sure like, do we want to tell them not to eat it? I don't think I would be wearing it. Like, you switching everything we have, yeah. though. Um, I hide it in my bosoms. Like, are they stripping, strip searching? They're searching everyone and all of their effects. So you will need to figure out uh, if that's a concern to you. Um, you'll need to figure out what you want to do with they these. Make them invisible. I can make. Yes, uh, if you everyone give me feathers and and guns, and Ron can go invisible. Or Valken. Oh, like you'll just go invisible and walk through. Yes. Do they look like they've got any mage? They don't have a lot of magic, I don't think. So, do they have yeah. any mages attached? Perfect. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Um. So, um, kind of what you all are seeing is that there's a bit of a queue here, so it's, it's taking several minutes per people being searched, depending on how much they have. If they have like a wagon, they're looking through everything uh, for you all. They're going to have to go through every single person and all their effects um, mm -hmm. before they'll let your party go through, um, which I think in your case, Ron, I don't think you can be invisible for that long. 
Uh, Ron would probably like go ahead and then like just hide out and wait until everyone crosses through. Oh, this is improved, not normal invisibility. Okay. Is what kind of invisibility? Do we is want yours? to risk that though? Are you yours, is yours improved invis or just uh, regular invis? Mine is greater invisibility, so I have it for one minute. Game time, whatever that means. Yeah, so a minute's not going to be enough time because they're going to make contact and know how many of you there are. And then Ron disappearing uh, is going to be um, apparent and <laughs> not enough well, time to like sneak through. They wouldn't know how many we are if we didn't go walk up with Ron. I mean, it's not long enough to kind of do all of this. <laughs> not to say that you all don't have tools at your disposal. You definitely do. But greater invisibility is not going to help you. I don't think in this that regard. One, a minute, that one you can time. cast or attack and still be invisible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if, if Ron just like chained Misty stepped until he was like at a distance, it would have been OK. How, uh, how well known is the the symbols that they gave us like are these guards gonna know what that means oh yeah Is yeah. that well so known th think of it as um it's not really a rank of like the vantus like the imperial army but it's like you know a well-known type thing from that empire so not necessarily a equivalent by any means, but say that, you know, someone who had the Medal of Honor and went into another country, like they would know what that is, you know, what it came from, what it re represents. Not saying that you all have gotten the cooler Medal of Honor, but something like that. You're like, oh, we know what this is. And we've, you know, seen people who have this and heard about it and uh, it would would not be great for you all. But um, like I said, you are looking to do like to chain some misty steps um if that is your oh um, your goal it does have how, a verbal component so how far are we from this uh like kingdom check line yeah so let's say that you all are um in in this queue you are like fifth in line you've got some merchants some carts and stuff ahead of you um and Ooh. oh okay um they are maintaining a uh 40 foot in front of the gate before they let people in and an area to the side to search them so we'll just say that you are i don't know an even 100 feet or something from the gate um so maybe, maybe we just bury it and then we come back and get it on the way back that's a good idea i was gonna say you could go invisible and i could make you fly you just fly over the gate. Oh, but you can maintain two spells at the same time. No, I thought you could. I thought you said that you can go invisible on your own. Oh, but this is just for like six seconds max. Oh no, I can't do these two at the same time. I haven't learned how to do that. She and I mean, sort I'm... of Emma and and kind of hears you all discussing. She's like, "What's the what's the matter?" Oh, we have these. Uh these badges from the kingdom of Valshir or Vantus. Uh, this would be very bad if they saw these feathers. No. Um, kind of like the idea of burying it then. Yeah. 
Or and, I have honey them? cakes. We could put them inside the honey cake. Is there anything you could use to, to, to hide them? To conceal them? To... Um... Can I'm we can we see from the sisters sure like how they're doing a pat down? Like are they just being thorough? Like, are they just, like so if I you know if if Ron put it in his you know so called prison pocket, are they are they going that thorough? <laughs> a prison pocket. <laughs> Talking about your butt. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it, 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 they're going through. Here, I don't know they're going through they're everyone's like... belongings. They're. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're not strip searching everyone. So if if you, I uh, have an idea. We've been braiding hair this whole game. What if I just braid them into someone's hair? They're making people take their so shoes off. So it'd be off. like hidden, but it looked like an ornate braid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could try. Um, you could do it on Ron and right, got so hair, got beard. Is any anything you could use to conceal them, perhaps? Or like, I mean, you said to bury well, them. The Valkan said we could put them in the honey cake. Are they are they, they try to steal honey cake? Are they making people like remove their boots or? Mm -hmm. Okay. So is there oh. anything magical that you could use, like a way to turn them in, invisible or hey guys, to hide them? Or? Someone has something we can use. I'm read your I character sheet. I can't find anything. I can't find anything that I have that can turn items invisible because greater invisibility is. I'm just taking mine and creature. I'm shoving it carefully inside one of the honey cakes so it's um, not a super noticeable <laughs> hole. Because I seriously doubt they're going to pull apart my how, honey cake. How does bag of. <laughs> how does bag of holding work? Can anyone just I grab in it? They're, they're, you know, is anyone no, just grabbing it? I don't think it? anyone can just grab in it. That or do like, you have to like recall it, like look for a specific item? All right, good ahead. idea. Uh, so if you wanted to put them in your bag of holding, uh, you have a bag of holding. Is, it is I keep extra... forgetting you have a bag of holding. When did you get this? Oh, I didn't know when. <laughs> this is the second time we had this conversation. <laughs> when, oh, was, was this on when your? When Ron disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Why do we keep forgetting? Yes, we put all of them in the bag of holding. All, right. all the guns and the feathers are in the bag of holding. Yeah. You Basically, everything paraphernalia that can get us in trouble is in this bag. I assume Ron was carrying everything. So you I can got a winterized you can hold tent. Add a winterized tent to your character sheet. You Yeah, it can hold up to 500 pounds. So, um, and it has a volume of like, I think, 64 cubic feet. So you just can't throw everything in there, but you can put quite a lot in there. So as long as it doesn't, doesn't exceed the weight, uh, you're probably fine. You know, you, you couldn't put a card in there, right? But as long as you can yeah. fit through the opening in the bag, you're fine. And sort of the, the way that it works, the way I would rule it is, it's like a handy haversack, right? Um, you've got to know what you're looking for to get it out of the bag, right? Okay. Because they work essentially the same as far as I'm concerned. Um, so otherwise, the bag of holding, anyone can just reach and get whatever. But so yeah, and they, don't know what they have to know what they're looking for, so... Okay, yeah. Uh, and give, give guns and feathers to Ron. We got this. You just threw into that honey cake for no reason, Valkyan. You're gonna have to eat it now. Oh, it's already been ate. Good. I... Oh, man. I do gotta look at my character sheet more. 
I was wondering if y'all are gonna I, see that. To be honest, put that together. I have a together, neat so. item. But I forget Wasn't to use. until loot boxes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do so they remember? You, but we don't remember. Yeah. So you make your way up and going through the queue, and it's just as as Valken had, had asked earlier. They're making people take off of their off their boots, kind of open jackets, pat through jackets, pat them down. And they are literally going through every single container Jesus. that someone has. And a lot of these, and you're here a while, like you've got merchants with large like carts just full of goods trying to, you know, um, make a profit um, based off of kind of the, the two um, the two nations kind of being at war and, you know, certain exports not coming through on either side. So they're trying to kind of make, you know, get some gain off of that. So after spending quite a bit of time, at least an hour or two, um, you finally make your way uh, up to the gate. And uh, you can see that now as you're closer, um, just standing kind of either side are just two ogres, um, just kind of waiting there uh, in case anything happens. Um, you can see a couple of guards um, manning uh, a ballista, at the top and you can see um the sort of this dwarven um guard sort of wave you forward please state your business and reason for entering the ram crown federation and emma comes forward uh, yes we all will be participating in the um martial arts tournaments in Imbaholm in um a few days from now i i have my credentials for um, everyone here and he kind of looks kind of cross at her when's the tournament well um, the tournament is is going to be on the first day of Dua de Sim uh, the feast of Frosthide. all right and sort of looks through everyone's um, sort of credentials kind of taking their sweet time every single name he's asking and like pointing out who you are writing information down uh, about you essentially all right everyone over to the side i'll be searching every single thing that you have on your person if you have anything that i need to know about you but they're telling me now before they find it and he points over to just the large ogres that are just like just staring just um, standing there just gonna whisper to ron what about mimi oh she's in there no, you uh, can't put Mimi in the bag of holding. Ron can, but I uh, have to no, take her out die. really quick. Oh, you can do it like really briefly. Okay. As long as someone can hold their breath, as long as they get to, they could stay in that. It's an extra little space. It's not like a. And isn't she also a jewelry box now? Or? She's also, I mean, yeah. So there's. Yeah, so the thing is, she doesn't even need to go in there necessarily, right? Uh, if you well, have her trained. Gonna... It's fine. Okay. You're you are more than able if you wanted to in your time waiting in line for several hours to prep Mimi on what to do and, and what promises mm -hmm. that you give her if she does a good job. Okay. Mm. Ron will promise her extra honey cakes if she does not bear fangs or bite anyone touching her lid. <laughs> or chain shape. Mm -hmm. And just just sleep for now. All right. Easy enough. Um, 
So they go through every single thing on your person. The um, for the the group from the academy, it goes pretty quickly. They just carried enough to get through the tournament, enough um, food to kind of make their way. They packed pretty light. Um, you know, they've been uh, kind of washing through clothes as they could, um, kind of using utilizing streams when you camped or doing what they could in the in the inns. So they packed light because they knew they thought they'd be walking. Um, kind of going uh, enough to or packed light enough to where they wouldn't have an issue. Um, so they're kind of digging through all of your um, all of your items. Uh, Bryn, it would be first, and he's sort of looking through, um, taking note of how much coin that you're carrying around. Um, kind of taking, looking at your weapons, and like, you're not planning on causing any trouble, are you? Oh, these are just for security purposes for my own well-being. It is sort of, how do you say, religious uh, items in my culture. And he sort of looks at like your shield and looks at like your gnarly looking javelin. And he uh, he says, Where I come from, if you don't have at least three weapons on you at all times, you may as well, you know, be the town fool. Martial arts, huh? Hmm. And he uh, lets you go through since you don't have anything particular on your person that would uh, cause alarm. Because I'm assuming, I mean, not you don't know whether it would have or not, but Ron took all the guns in the uh, in your... He took the guns and I don't even have a feather, so not a problem. You do not. Um, Ron, you are next and he's, they're going through all of your um, belongings. And as they're sort of making their way through... Um, looking at all of your uh, magic items and sees that you have quite a few potions kind of takes note of them takes down your information and he looks he's like you're not trying to sell these are you looking at all like your potions and things that you have in your inventory no this is uh for emergencies because if i find you selling potions without the permit you're gonna be in trouble do you hear me ron here's you clear yes Right. And then uh, he lets you through um, kind of at the front of the gate, kind of pass you through the queue. And then once you're all finished, he's going to let you go through. Valken, <clears throat> they start going through um, your belongings. Uh, and since you are traveling pretty light um, and they, they go to inspect your sword. Uh, and he goes, all right, hand it over. Oh, God. You can look. But it doesn't leave my hand. Make a persuasion roll. Uh, persuasion. Let's see. Can I help in any way? You sure can. You might not need to. I have an inspiration if I... I think I can use inspiration like. on that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You could save it and let Vin help, or you could yeah. burn it if you like. I'm patient. Right, yeah, whatever. It's... Um, and I say to the guard, "What's the difference between him holding it and looking at it, and you holding it and looking at it? Like, it's fine." What is that? Is that? What are your rolls? I need to roll two. Oh, I only yeah. rolled once. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So she mm -hmm. did that give me like advantage or? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. But. Mm. Persuasion, that's 14. 14. Then I'm going to use Bend of Luck. Okay. Um, as well. Mm -hmm. So. That's that. Hold on. So I can give you numbers. a die. Hold on. I'm, that die is fired. It did poorly. So <laughs> we're finding a new one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Two. So you get plus two for whatever. So, so 16. 16. And he kind of grabs it. And there's like a tense moment where you're not sure if he's like going to try and like rip it out of your hands or just kind of let you have it. And he sort of grabs, looks it over, and he goes, fine, no trouble. And he looks at you again, and he, as he's looking through the rest of your belongings, you're carrying around a lot of coin. Any particular reason? I just happen to have a lot of coin. Right. Wasn't aware that was going to be an issue. Well, it's not I am the proprietor of this martial arts school, so I kind of have I to see. fund the trip. Aren't looking to make any investments or anything while you're here, are you? I do you have anything in mind or what? Just curious what your intentions are. We just have a tournament to go to and that's then. I have to pay for meals and lodging and all the necessities because we're going to be here for a few days right all right you can go and um starts looking through uh vin your belongings and um and i kinda... like uh curtsy and i'm like princess vin <clears throat> and he looks at you he goes you can call me Captain Don't Give a Shit. And then opens your bag. Hello, Captain Don't Give a Shit. And I like curtsy. And he kind of chuckles to himself for like a, a moment, like um, and kind of goes through all of your, your belongings and sees all the different scrolls and a couple things. Goes, you a you a wizard or something? A wizard? No, those people are suck. They're lame. Alright, whatever you say. So why are you carrying so much gold around? And if you're not a wizard and he, he takes a little vial Oh, I'm vial saving of... up for a tattoo. I think I'm going to get right here and I show him like my arm. I'm like, do you think a tattoo would look good right here? And I'm like <laughs> talking his ear off. I'm like, or do you think a tattoo would look good right here? And then I like pull up my like skirt and I'm like, maybe on my, my uh, calf. Is, but is that a good spot for a tattoo? And I just keep like just talking basically. What the hell kind of tattoo are you going to get? I don't know. Hell, just a tattoo. Jeez, for... I don't know. Does it does it matter what it looks like? Of course it matters. It's gonna be in the bo your body for the rest of your life. Oh, I was just thinking it would make me look cool, kind of like you. And I kind of like give him a little nudge. And he's like, well, and he pulls up his arm, and you see like a stylized emblem of like Ram Crown's like, um, like crest oh, on his arm, um, but it's it's like super stylized and that instead of like a, a ram it's like a ram's like skull uh, and has like sort of a, a like a gnarly looking crown instead of like gold and nice it's like a, so uh, he's it's, like he's like 
when like a police officer has a, their their station like tattooed on their arm but it's yeah, like yeah i mean it's like super badass like, you know <laughs> he's like yeah ram crown you know but it's yeah. badass it's, it's <laughs> you and know like, yeah whoa that is so cool and i like talk his ear up i'm like did it hurt what did it feel like how much oh, it, it was cost? unbearable but i could take it you know <laughs> and they just go like on and on like he's he's like that kind of like <laughs> that oh, kind yeah. of person i can tell and i'm buttering him up <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's looking and he's like, "What are you carrying around so much fucking coin?" I What's told you, you a tattoo, jeez. Whatever, spend your money however you like. Uh, and he kind of looks through. He's oh, like, "All I right, you can." Is. What's that? Nothing. You all can go. I have all of your information. If I hear one anything about you making any trouble. Good luck making it back across. You hear me? I give him like a little nose boop and I skip away and I'm like, bye, Captain. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Looks and he's like, all right, open the gate. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and you see both of the ogres kind of look and just just like they both grab these large like wooden doors and both of them like drag each one of them open, kind of scraping all along the ground. And you kind of get the idea that Ain't nobody opening these doors unless you're an ogre. And probably by design. And you make your way through uh, this little checkpoint here into Ram Crown, going through the path through the mountains. Um, and as it's getting closer towards the evening, you find your way just on the other side of the mountains. There's sort of a small forest region uh, to your north as you kind of make to the main road. And know that you have to turn south. Um, so here at the crossroads, uh, you find yourself at an inn uh, that you'd be probably staying at for the night unless you just wanted to camp. Um, but you're, I think, on day 10 or so. So you probably. <laughs> um, up to you if you all want to rest or not. It's towards the end of the day, but I'm assuming you just stay at inns and stuff on the way there. Okay. Yeah, so I don't want to push the kids. Yeah, too hard. I don't see any reason to, unless there's a reason. It's not. All right. So you make your way uh, into um, towards this tavern and inn. Um, seems like there's people kind of around hustling and bustling. You take a look at the sign. Um, it is in Dwarvish. However, there are people who can read any language or comprehend any language. And um, people who can read Dwarvish, I believe, or I think only Vin now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, just been that helmet. And I think comprehend languages. Not sure if it's conversational or if it's just um, if you can read too. We'll find out. Um, but regardless, you can ask somebody what it says if you're curious. Uh, Vin, can you read that? Can I read it? Uh. You know in one second when my uh, search completes on comprehend languages <laughs> well it's a helm of languages which lets you do comprehend languages at will pretty much oh sure yep so you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language and you also understand any written language that you see um but you must be touching the surface and where the words are written so you can touch the sign and know what it says mm -hmm. yeah i'll do that um yep yeah, so you just had to refresh my memory on what if it was just word like spoken or not but you can, you can kind of touch the sign on the door 
And you see that this is called the Brass Tax. Um, but you kind of notice that it's brass and then it's tax, but not like T-A-C-K-S, like the normal turn of phrase. It's T-A-X, as in like taxes. So you make your way into the Brass Tax and you see that there's a sort of a, a wraparound bar to your right with a dwarven um, fellow kind of tending the bar and a, a human woman kind of uh, grabbing some drinks. Uh, it's pretty like hopping, especially maybe because it's close to the the, um, the crossroads there or it's closer to the sort of gate. Um, but one thing that you do see that there's a lot of just Ram Crown soldiers, a lot of merchants, travelers kind of making their way through. Um, but one thing that you notice is that immediately to your uh, left as you enter, there's sort of like an uh, a stairway, like an upper like level uh, where there's some people sitting and talking. You notice that there are two ogres in the bar um, guarding the staircase as well as the landing uh, at the top. And uh, as you're kind of making your way in, trying to find a place to sit, uh, you can see there's a large group kind of gathered at this upper table. And in the back corner is a um, sort of uh, middle-aged dwarf um, with a black sort of um, undercut haircut and then like a long beard that kind of is forked in the middle, kind of going down and separating. Um, he's sort of wearing bright red like sleeves, talking to a couple other people that look to be either wealthy merchants or some like hardened uh, veterans. And uh, you all immediately notice that uh, this person looks very familiar to you. Um, very familiar. In fact, you remember someone um, with another group of mercenaries um, with Aarakocra and ogres chasing you out of the Wainok Mountains. Uh, you were narrowly able to escape thanks to your stone giant friend that you had made <gasps> in the mountains. Oh, this is bad. Uh -oh. And you notice that... Uh, the person there seated and having conversations with some people is who you came to learn later is the uh, mercenary known as Draymond Stoneboots. This is bad. Who's here having a discussion with some people. And that is where we will end oh. our session this evening. So. Well. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Nothing has I happened mean, yet. We can just. You now know. I kind of hope it is Brannis because that'd be way better. <laughs> Shit. Someone write that down. Yeah, <laughs> Brannis is better. <laughs> Someone. Clip it. In this one instance. Clip it. <laughs> this guy was awful. This guy was so awful. But anyway, uh, thanks everyone so much for watching. I hope you enjoy. Uh, stay tuned to our uh, to the Twitter uh, or Discord. You can just go to catchesandcatchers.com. Um, to get to any of those because um, it's up in the air if we're going to have an episode next week or not. So uh, keep an eye out. We have a couple things to kind of go through, but we'll let you know very soon. Uh, but with that being said, um, number one, make sure and go follow all the people that are in our wonderful cast. And then uh, we're going to start with our good friend, Moobs Like Jagger from the GGN crew for little shout outs. Oh, hi. Hello. Moobs here from GGN crew. Uh, what happened? What's happening next week? Uh, next Tuesday, I'm playing some more Final Fantasy 14. I think we're getting pretty close to the end of Endwalker. And then come join us on Wednesdays. Uh, it's community night, so we usually play Minecraft or Core Keeper. So yeah, come on by, hang out, talk about games. Yeah, games. They got dudes. 
uh, up next is the mac and cheese please from mac and cheese please wow i get my own little thing um <laughs> i am mac and cheese please i make minecraft content on the youtubes so you can watch that if you're into it at youtube.com slash mac and cheese please or i play community styled party games on twitch when i decide to stream uh right now we're raising money for saint jude so if you would like to uh contribute to our fundraiser you can check us out we'll be live on sunday uh campaigning through shiltify so that's what i'm up to recently <laughs> that's yay me. yay up next is virtual specter that's me uh i do content here on twitch and uh we've been doing Final Fantasy 14 as well, and uh, I'm currently grinding out like a legendary weapon and uh, trying to finish up the patch content for Endwalker. Uh, it's been really fun, and that's what we're going to do tomorrow, so come on by. Thanks. And last but not least, the wonderful Bunny Dreadful, artist extraordinaire. Hi, I am Bunny Dreadful. This is Pizza. Uh, I'm an art streamer here on Twitch. If you like any of the art for this panel. I do D&D art usually, and right now we're drawing some mermaids for Mermaid. Uh, I usually stream on Tuesdays, but it's a little sporadic these days, so uh, just check Twitter or Discord to see when I'm going live. Hey. Thank you. And hi, I'm Maximus. This is my channel, and we do D&D because uh, it makes my heart happy. And if you want to support us, just go to uh, cashesandcantrips.com. Um, you can always follow the channel. You could listen to our podcast, follow it, Go join our Patreon, like every little bit helps or tell people that you like the show and that way people, more people can know about it and we can share our D&D love with more people. So thank you all so much. I appreciate you for supporting the show, uh, especially, you know, all the money that goes into it makes the show better. It allows me to find cooler maps and make things animated, which are super fun. And I love doing that, finding uh, cool music to go along with fight scenes or certain areas, all of that stuff that you all have done have enabled me to find things to make the show better so uh, i thank you all for that and uh, i hope that you've enjoyed all the kind of extra custom stuff that i've done to kind of make it a little more engaging so uh, with that being said thank you so much for the support um you all are awesome and uh go visit cashesandcatchers.com and uh we will see you all next time so make sure to check out the uh twitter or the discord and we'll let you know about next week um we couldn't quite get it all nailed down before tonight but i promise it'll be soon and with that being said, just uh, don't do drugs, do donuts, wear a mask, get vaccinated, wash your hands, yeah. pet cute animals, do all the fun things, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. Get swole.